Hello, everybody. Welcome to the lunch table. My name's Evan. Today, I'm here. Today, I'm joined with Joel and Nick. And today, we're going to be doing some week one um, predictions for NFL starts this weekend. We're going to talk some college football because football is back. Uh, it's football season. We're hyped. We're ready. So we're going to talk about all that today. But before we do, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at lunchtable.takes and to subscribe if you like this video because we're very close to our goal of 100 subscribers. So please help us to reach that. Without further ado, we'll jump right into it. First, talking about college football started this past Saturday. Um, there were a couple of good, uh, really good games that went on. Uh, but first, uh, let's talk about this Colorado TCU game. Uh, we got you got Colorado um, new coach, obviously Deion Sanders. They completely rehauled that roster. I think there was only like ten or twelve guys remaining on the team from last year, so it's a completely, completely new roster. And I mean, they played against the TCU team, who, I mean, that team went to the national championship last year, but that was obviously with different guys. But they were still ranked. What was it, seventeen or seventeen? Yeah, seventeen. They're ranked. 17 the top 25 and i mean they put on a show so what, what were you guys initial initial thoughts on on that game and how colorado played i will start off by saying this i don't know i mean i'm probably the only one that can do it at this point but they were 21 point underdogs like heading into the game and there i was looking at that i'm like there's no way there is no way that Colorado. I know there's a lot of changeover, but Colorado, there's no way that's going to happen. And I'm going to say this flat out right now. Shadir Sanders was not even the best player on the field. He wasn't. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was, he had an unreal game breaking school records left and right. But Hunter, Travis Hunter is unreal. The fact that he's playing both ways, um, that blew my mind having 11 receptions, 119 yards um, and a ball hawk on defense too. And even on like when you were watching the, um, the game and listening to what they had to say, they asked, so which do you think, which side of the ball do you think he's better at? And the uh, Joel Klatt said, I don't know. Like he's that good on both sides of the ball. Um, I was impressed with them very impressed actually and um you could definitely tell tcu lost a lot from last year though too and i feel like that's something we also have to factor in but i i'm i'm excited to keep watching this colorado team i think they got a lot of potential this year that's for sure but i, I don't know if it's you know to the level of being where they want to be right now but i think it's on the right track um yeah uh for sure for sure um, and like you said, like they were, you said what, 20 and a half point underdogs going well, that yeah, game? 21. Um, yeah, I knew that TC was not 21 points better than Colorado. Um, and I think that was just a general theme with Vegas in general last week is they did not respect the transfer portal uh, nearly enough that they, they should have. I mean, this game doesn't really matter, but UMass beat New Mexico State. They overhauled a lot of their roster after being, I think it was 10 and a half point underdogs. Um, and like you touched on, uh, Shador Sanders was not even the best player on his own team 
which is crazy because he was the best quarterback in the country mm-hmm. last week. Like that's one of the best opening day performances I've ever seen out of any quarterback. Yeah. He was dealing. I watched a majority of that game. He, I don't think he missed a throw, like a crucial throw in the game at all. No, I Over- think if, 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 if maybe one or two throughout the entire game, but yeah. everything. I mean, he only had nine complete incompletions the entire yeah. game. Yeah. Over exactly. 500 yards. Was it, was it four or five touchdowns? Four. Five, four. 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 Okay. Doesn't really matter. Um, but I mean, Travis Hunter. I mean, I've been following him since before he was even at before he even committed to Florida State. But he is a superstar. Mm-hmm. You want to make your you want to make a name for yourself overnight. Um, that's how you do it. I have never seen a performance like that ever. You said eleven catches, one hundred nineteen yards. Um, I think it was also like two tackles, three pass deflections, and then that insane, insane interception towards the goal line. Um, and I think he only allowed like. Who catches? Yeah, no. on receivers he was covering the whole game. Like, yeah. and the thing that impressed me the most about it is after the game, he was like, "I'm, I wasn't tired. Like, I could, I could have gone <laughs> exactly. back out there." He played over a hundred and ten snaps in the Texas Heat, and afterwards he said, "119 nineteen yards, an interception, and a best player on the field." And he said, "Oh, I could have kept going. I could have played a whole other quarter if we had to." Like, that's insane. To me, it is. that's ridiculous. Um, I don't know how sustainable it is because I, Colorado's yeah. defense did not, they were, they just weren't good, especially in that second half. But I mean, as long as they keep scoring, they're, this is going to be kind of hard to stop them. Also, yeah. shout out Dylan Edwards, true freshman, four total touchdowns, I think it was. Yeah. Um, like also a, a beast. Um, he should be getting more credit than he's giving. Obviously, all the attention is going on Shador and um, uh, Travis Hunter, but Dylan Edwards also dog. So, my, my, oh, go ahead. I'm very excited to watch this Colorado team the the rest of the year. I think when they play like USC and Washington, that could be oh, I'm so real fun. Yeah. My thing is with the, I'm going to point out one more thing though. They have to figure out a run game. They have to. They had no run game. It it was non-existent. If they were moving the ball, they were passing. And I mean, we we know this from just playing a little bit. Um, from what we have of experience, you have to have be able to balance it out. Um, when you get one-dimensional, it's going to be pretty easy to stop you. Yeah. But overall, I like. Like Nick said, I was impressed. Um, I'm looking forward to those, uh, like the USC game. I think that'll be an amazing game. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, along what you guys said, it was a very impressive performance all around. I mean, you think Dion came from coaching an HBCU to coming in and beating a pretty good or at least a top twenty, a top twenty-five team, and on a team that last year didn't win a single game. So, uh, I mean, and Shador Sanders. I mean, you guys touched on all that. He shined. Um, I think he's going to be a, a great player. I think he's. Um, I think his. I think his passing mechanics are are pretty in tune. I think he's got a good sense of of where to put the ball and obviously you saw that 
Um, I think he's going to be a first-round pick in this year's draft if he keeps up this pace. I think he's going to be a pretty good player. Um, and then, I mean, Travis Hunter, man, uh, just absolute unreal. You talk about a guy who played 129 total snaps, like Nick said, wasn't even tired. I mean, he had that absolutely insane interception there in the red zone, which was just net, just it shows um, off his athletic. Pure athlete right there. Yeah. And, I mean, we've seen it since he was in high school. I mean, he was just destroying people in high school. And, I mean, he's continuing to do that here against the Big 12 team. And, I mean, for him to be playing wide receiver and corner as well as he has, like, we probably haven't seen somebody do that since Deion Sanders, like, which is nuts. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's a Swiss Army knife, and I'm really interested to see, like, what happens with him if he can keep this up or if eventually like he'll just go as a corner or wide receiver. Like I'm I'm interested to see that. But like you said, Nick, um, I also agree that we need to talk about Dylan Edwards. I mean, he had a phenomenal game. He's a true freshman played outstanding. Um, I mean, 135 yards in the air, three touchdowns. And then they had a rushing touchdown as well. So it was just all offense for, Colorado kind of showed you what we've seen from the Big 12 is that defense is pretty non-existent in Big 12 games, um, and that was evident here again. But um, I also agree, Joel, that they got to get that running game figured out because, like you said, you can't you can't against good teams like you can't just be a one-dimensional team. Like you got to be able to move the ball in different ways. And like Ohio State, for example, like that's what's kind of been their Achilles heel at, at times is they get too pass heavy because they have all these great yep. receivers, but then they don't run the ball as much. And then that kind of puts them puts them behind. But I think Colorado shocked everybody. I don't think anybody was really expecting them to be to come out the gates this quick. And I mean it shows they're ranked twenty second now in the top twenty five that just came out um earlier today. So I mean I think I think they're I think they're primed to have a have a good season. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to be contenders or anything, but no. they're they're building on obviously what they got. And I mean, yeah, they've already they're already better than they were last year. So absolutely, yeah. Uh, Colorado plays Oregon and USC before the month is up. I'm looking at their schedule right now. They play. They play. They've got Nebraska this week, and then Colorado State, and then they play Oregon in Eugene, and then they're at home against USC. Oregon putting up eighty-three points this yeah. week. That was insane. Yeah, I think it was eighty. Yeah, it was over eighty-three to seven. 80, Eighty-one to seven over. Yeah, Eighty-one to seven. And then Oklahoma won seventy-seven to zero. Yeah, it was something yeah. stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for those teams. Oh yeah, me too. I feel like every game was a blowout except like the, the teams TCU. that I was rooting for. Yeah. No like lives. Yes. That game was a blowout. That game was never close. It was a blowout. It wasn't going to be close. It was just underwhelming. Yes. Yeah. Like I expected us to score like 50 points on them and yeah. we scored 30. 20, less than half that. Yeah. So. Um, Moving on to the next uh, big game that happened in college football this weekend. 
was the um, LSU-Florida State game, battle of two top 10 teams. Um, LSU, who has gotten a lot of preseason hype due to their quarterback, um, Jane Daniels, who towards the end of last season really started to come along, and LSU started to come along as a team beating Alabama, um, and they're kind of riding that hot hand, but they ran into a really good Florida State team that that executed very well. And, um, you know, what do you guys think of Florida State's performance? And, I mean, 21-point win over number five team in the country is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, for me, I expected it. Um, Florida State is my preseason pick to win the ACC. Uh, they were – I think Jordan Travis is really good. Um, their transfers at receiver uh, have, I think it's Keon Coleman, three touchdowns. Coleman. Like, yeah, stud at Michigan State. Um, I, good luck covering that guy. If you want to talk about great receivers, he's going to be up there with some of the best in the country. Um, and I watched, like, they, I, Florida State was down at the half, but the second half was complete domination. By them and on every play, like every single time in the second half where they needed to get an extra yard or two, they would lower their shoulder and pick it up. And after the fourth or fifth time, LSU just didn't even seem like they wanted to be in the game anymore. Um, and I also thought LSU was a little overrated going into the year. I think they could be mm-hmm. like a potential dark horse in the SEC. Um, but I fifth in the country, no, I I didn't think that they were that good. Um, but for me, the big thing with that game is the way Florida State uh, handled themselves, especially in the second half with the physicality. Their defensive line, I mean, Jared Verse is an animal, um, but everyone on that defensive line was getting pressure all night. Um, that front seven is looking really, really scary. Um, and combined with another game that I'm sure we're going to touch on here in a couple minutes, um, I think that Florida State has – the ACC to lose right now. Yeah, um, I, I will say I didn't really. I was out of town for this one, so I really didn't get to watch a whole lot of it. But um, from what I did hear about it, and from what uh, Nick said, uh, the physicality portion just showed at the very in the second half. Um, <laughs> when you out physical a team, it's you're going to wear them down pretty quick. Um, I, I've, I like Jordan Travis. I think he's a stud. Um, I I'm looking forward to it. And I honestly, I wasn't sure how the ACC was going to look this year, but like you, uh, referred to with the whole, you know, Clemson, I would definitely agree. I feel like it's Florida state's, um, conference this year to lose. And I honestly, I, I can get behind your point of them being a dark horse this year for even just to go in and make the college, uh, the, uh, Super Bowl. yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think, I think that they could be a very, they are very well in it. They just need to play their cards. Right. Yeah. I mean, Nick, you said you talked about, um, one player, Jared verse. I mean, he was an NFL prospect last year. Um, and he, he came back to school for another year. And I mean, he's dominating, just like he was last year. I mean, last year very well could have snuck into the first round. And, I mean, if he keeps this up, he will be a first-rounder. So he was great. And my, obviously, Keon Coleman, just 
absolute stud. Dude, when you talk about athlete, dude's just a pure athlete. I mean, he got recruited. He committed to Kansas to play football and basketball and then committed and then decommitted from there and committed to uh, Michigan State to play just football. And he was an absolute stud in Michigan State. Transferred to Florida State and has hit the ground running. I mean, 122, three touchdowns. Uh, I mean, he was putting up numbers that says he's one of the best wide receivers in the country. Um, people are saying he could very well be the number two receiver taken in the draft this year behind Marvin Harrison. I know it's early, but he was that good. And Jordan Travis just looked like a veteran. I mean, he's been around a while. Uh, he was just making the right plays. Only only had one turnover, four touchdowns. Uh, he he played really well. And I think for LSU's side, I mean, Brian Kelly said it. He said, we, we weren't the team that we thought we were, which I feel like a, a bunch of people kind of thought that. I don't know why you would say that after getting yeah. blown out, though, on national TV. That seems yeah. kind of demoralizing. But <laughs> Brian Kelly, interesting, interesting head coach. He is. But, 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 yeah, I feel like a lot of people thought that they were overrated just due to them being number five in the country. Um, and, I mean, Jaden Daniels was a fringe Heisman candidate last year. He was on, like, the preseason like, watch list and stuff. So people were expecting him to do well. He did all right. I mean, 347, but, I mean, only one touchdown, one pick. So that Forest State defense really just locked him down. And... I mean, other than that, just just a complete like like Nick said, just out out physical them. Um, I mean, Florida State put on a show, and I mean, for uh, this is the first time in a while that Florida State's been relevant because I mean, yeah, they had that James Winston after Jameis Winston, where they were just nothing, and then I mean, obviously with Jameis, they won a national championship. So, um, I agree with you, Nick. I think. Force. It's it's Florida State's ACC to lose. So with with Clemson being where they are now, and the ACC being weak anyway when it comes to football, um, I think yeah, I think Florida State's a good team, and I think they could be if they keep playing well. Could be maybe a dark horse to maybe sneak into the CFP. Anything else on Florida State LSU? Or should we move on to Clemson? I don't. I don't think so. I think we're good. Yeah. All right. Clemson Duke, another ACC battle. This one was the most surprising outcome of the weekend. Uh, Duke won twenty-eight to seven, and really a game that looked like all Duke. I mean, yeah. Duke's not no. known to be much of a football school, but they showed it um, um, yesterday. So, what are you guys' initial thoughts on on that game, and where do you think? Where do you think Clemson stands now as a program? I mean, it's a pretty pretty big loss for them. And, I mean, Clemson has been kind of underwhelming these last couple of years. I saw that score and I said, wow. I mean, we've just come to expect so much from Clemson over these past couple of years. And just the i feel like there's just so much uncertainty with them right now that like they had insane amounts of like talent come through like class wise i mean you had deshaun watson you had t higgins you had all those guys and 
in that little range that they had. Um, and tr with Trevor Lawrence, of course, I almost forgot Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I feel like there's just so much uncertainty with them uh, now. It just – I mean, Duke came ready, and like you said, it was all Duke. They looked amazing. They looked great. I mean, they had – that run um, Leonard had was nuts. Yeah. That was insane. Um, get off me. Yeah. Like <laughs> – and I hope that professor lets him turn in his homework late. Did you that see was it? so funny. I saw that this morning before I went to class. That was, that was hilarious. He was like, yeah, tell professor, uh, let me turn in my homework late. And then someone in the comments was like, you should have finished it before the game started. Yeah, no, I'm no. like, bro, what are wh – I mean, I get, why I get their point. do you care that much? I get their point, but, like, at the same time, come on. <laughs> we were, we're playing Clemson. You think that's the least of my worries right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I, I was honestly surprised. Um, I did not expect that from Duke. I've been hearing good things about Leonard though. Like, I mean, they really haven't had for them. They haven't really had a good quarterback since Danny dimes. And they're saying this guy is supposed to be better than Daniel Jones. So this is what I've heard. Uh, what I've from what I've listened to. So I'm intrigued. But honestly, I was surprised, and props to Duke for going out and taking it right to him. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, Riley Leonard throwing. I mean, throwing. He was like fifty percent completion, one hundred seventy-five yards, but he had almost a hundred yards on the ground, and obviously that that touchdown. 40, 40 yeah. Um, I mean, Duke went nine and three last year and returned to eighteen starters. That definitely so, helped. Um. I, they were kind of a fringe top 25 team for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, here's the thing with, with Clemson. Um, I think that this game, like, cemented the end of their, like, at the top of college football, like, competing for national titles run. But yeah. I do think that they can turn it around because they played as bad as humanly possible mm -hmm. throughout this entire game. And still had a lead in the second half. That's true. Like if they like they, I think they fumbled twice in the goal line, had a field goal block, and missed yeah. another one. Their running back could not hold onto the ball. Yeah, if they just clean up all those, it's a one-score game. They have a chance to win at the end. Yeah. Um, but Duke also didn't really play a great game either. They had a couple false starts. Um, that muffed punt that set Clemson up early. Um, but um. I think if Clemson cleans up the mistakes, um, they can turn it around. Their defense still looked all right. Will Shipley is still a stud. Um, but I, I just thought that Garrett Riley would uh, kind of transform that offense quicker than he has um, because Cade Klubnick could not really throw the ball down the field. No. Like their, their entire offense was just run with Will Shipley two clock and hope for the best. Um, and when they needed to throw the ball down the field, especially in that second half, they couldn't get it done. Mm -hmm. um, so they need to develop that, that passing game. But I mean, I think Clemson can still, they can definitely still win the ACC. I think when they play Florida state in a few weeks, they could still very obviously win that game. Um, yeah. It's, it's at, it's at death Valley. Um, if they clean up a lot of the stuff that they've been 
uh, that they were struggling on last night. They can make that game pretty close, but I don't know. It's just it was very underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm I'm not upset at though. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> what do you think, Evan? Um, I. I mean, along the same things you did. I was really impressed with how Duke's defense played. I mean, like you said, Nick, Clay Club, Club Nick just couldn't get a pass downfield. It seemed like um, Duke's defense was locking them up. And one thing that I find funny is uh, four, four and five-star players for both teams. Clemson had 56 and Duke only had two, which is nuts. So, and I mean, Riley Leonard. Ready to play. Yeah. I mean, Riley Leonard was impressive. Um, I mean, on the ground, he had 98 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown is really impressive. Um, and, yeah, I think I think this does mark the end of Clemson's, like, being – Clemson being one of those kind of top-tier teams in college football. Um, I mean, since – really since Trevor Lawrence, Clemson's been underwhelming – um, even with DJ Uangalile, who was pretty good at times, but you see him now. I mean, his first game with Oregon State, he looked really good. So mm-hmm. um, I think obviously Clemson's still going to be Clemson, but I, I think that they're not. It's going to take a lot for them to become national championship contenders again. I think I think something's going to have to change whether that's with Dabo, the way he coaches, or recruiting-wise. Uh, something's got something's to change because, I mean, with so many moving pieces now in college football, um, you got to, like, do something. So, But credit to Duke. I mean, it's a massive win for Duke. First win over a top 25 team, I'm pretty sure. Um, I think it was their first win versus in top – it was either top twenty-five or top ten team in a season opener in program history. Yeah, yeah, so. that was something. Like that. So, I mean, props to them. It's very impressive. Um, I mean, uh, we'll see how long they stay in the top twenty-five. They got in today at um, what was it, 21. So we'll see how long. Obviously, they stay in there, but um, drop really twenty-five showing by Duke. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think, yeah, I think Clemson's got some question marks. Like you said, Joel, there's a lot of uncertainty within that program and they got to start figuring things, figuring some things out quick or they're going to lose their season. So I saw yeah. someone tweet, uh, when you, when you lose, when your season ends before it even started <laughs> and then someone tweeted, uh, the Clemson Tigers have been eliminated from the college football playoff. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, Sorry, Twitter Clemson. was absolutely yeah. wrecked in Clemson, especially like Ohio State fans. They're like, we ended Clemson's run of. <laughs> uh, they did. Thanks, Justin. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just. Well, it was just a lot of habit. It was just funny. Yeah. Yeah, Clemson's got some, got some question marks. So. Before we get into the um, the NFL portion of the show, um, we got one 
we got one big game next week or this week. Um, Texas, Alabama. Oh, baby. Uh, Alabama's ranked number three, Texas number 11. Just quick, quick thoughts. What do you guys, what are you guys hoping for that game? What do you guys think is going to happen? Well, I'm hoping Texas wins, but I don't think it's going to happen. It's going to be a barn burner. It should be. Um, Obviously, Texas was this close to knocking off Alabama last year before Bryce Young uh, showed why he was the number one pick in the draft Mm -hmm. um, with that that drive at the end of the game. Um, But, I mean, if Quinn Ewers and those and Xavier Worthy and them can can put up a similar game to what they were doing last year in the first like quarter or first half or whatever it was, they could make it a really, really competitive game. Um, I still think Alabama's gonna win because it's yeah. in Tuscaloosa and they're Alabama, and I'm not betting against Nick Saban. Um yeah. but I think it, it could be a really a really good game and I'm I'm very excited to watch it. I I would have to agree. I'm 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 very excited for this game. Um, like you said, it's easily the best game on the slate for this weekend. Um, I love <laughs> I love Quinn Ears. Um, I he's gonna be a stud. Um, I'm just like you said in Tuscaloosa. It's really hard to go against Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Um, but I think it's gonna be a barn burner to the end. You could see some unreal games from both sides, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot like last year's game was, where it's really close and that kind of back and forth, and then one one team's going to obviously make make, make that. a make that play. But I don't know if it's going to be Bama or Texas because I mean, obviously, uh, Bama. I mean, their quarterback's Milrow, right? Yes. Yeah, it's Milrow. Yeah. yeah, obviously, he's not to the point where Bryce Young was last year. So we'll see. And Texas has vastly improved since last year. They got a lot of guys in the transfer portal, a lot of good recruits. Yeah. So they're 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 on the um the come the come up. But yeah, there'll be a big we game. say that every year though. But and they <laughs> never <laughs> they true. never really show up. That's bad, but it's true. That is true. Texas usually disappoints at some point. But, but yeah, it'll Good be It'll be a fun one. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun one. I'm looking forward to that one. What time does that game start again? I think it's seven. Seven. Seven o'clock. Let's go! (laughs) I can actually watch it. I can actually watch that. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to because Spectrum is bad. (laughs) (laughs) TV, Nick. Oh, I'm going to. I'm yeah. It's it's will happen by the end of the week. Good. I'll be in I'll be in Columbus, so I'm sure I'll see it somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably like a bar or something later that night. Maybe. We'll see. All right. Moving on to some NFL news before we get into our week one predictions. Uh just came out a couple hours ago. Travis Kelsey suffered a hyperextended knee at practice today, which puts which puts him as uncertain to play on Thursday's um opener against the Lions. Um how much do you think this this injury is going to hurt the uh, the Chiefs coming in here against the Lions Week One? I I'm gonna just say this right now. Um, even when Kelsey was there, I had uncertainty because I was nervous about the other side of the ball. With Chris Jones sitting out um, and holding out, that is a huge piece. But adding Kelsey to the mix, 
I think that hurts even more. Um, you're going to have to rely on guys like Sky Moore. You're going to have to rely on um, a bunch of unknowns in that offense. Like, don't get me wrong. You still have Patrick Mahomes. You have the best player on the face of the earth. But I'm still nervous. I just – I feel like that defense is susceptible now because you don't – because Chris Jones is a freak. We can't ignore that. Um, and then you lose your top weapon in Travis Kelsey. It's going to take – I I think this is going to be probably could probably be one of the best games easily to start off the year for one and two of this week. Um, I'm excited for the Lions, dude. I think the Lions could be something to uh, be reckoned with this year. But um, I think it's a uh, I think it opens the door for a lot of uncertainty. I hope he's I hope he comes back, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, yeah. Um. I was I was looking up Travis Kelsey to see if there were any updates, and Schefter did tweet five minutes ago that Travis Kelsey's his ACL is intact. That's good. Um, so it's just a hyperextension. Um, but hyperextension injuries are not something to be toyed with. Oh, well, trust um, me, I've done it myself. <laughs> yeah, they they are notoriously difficult to come back from, even with proper uh, train recovery. And, and whatnot. Um, and like you said, Chris Jones holding out um, leaves that defense a little little susceptible. Big hole. Big hole. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, but, I mean, if there's one quarterback in the NFL that can overcome all these setbacks, it's Patrick Mahomes. Um, so uh, the Chiefs definitely still have a shot in that game. Plus, the Lions' defense was objectively bad last they season. a lot of moves. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's all gonna cohesion though. I don't know if it's yeah, all gonna like, that, come together, good. especially um, week one. Yeah, and you're giving you gave Andy Reid like four months to prepare for this game. So, <laughs> um, so I don't I don't know if it'll. I think it made the game closer, definitely. Um, I I think it was gonna be close regardless. With that, I mean, you know. I mean, Kelsey makes it even closer, but I thought with Chris Jones not playing, I thought it was going to make it extremely close. Yeah. But if that it, makes sense. It should be a really good game. should be high scoring with the two offenses. Um, I think it's a good way to kick off the season for sure. The most wonderful um, of the year. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously losing Kelsey, he's he's your best weapon on that offense by far. Um, yeah. It's going to hurt. And I think, Joel, like you said, Chris Jones not being there is really going to hurt the defense. Um, I, I was reading something. It was like when Chris Jones is on the field, like the amount of pressures that the um, Chiefs get is like 90% or something like that. And then without him, it's like 25% or whatever. Like it's. I was going to his impact, his impact on that team and in the game, any game that he's in, his impact is unreal. Honestly, he's one of the most impactful players in the league on defense. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's top three, in my opinion. And I even consider him top, the top, especially for that team. He, he is, he is that piece that you need. He's that much of an impact. And I think we're going to see that on Thursday with him not even probably not playing. 
yeah. I'm trying to see if I can find the exact um, like percentages. I might not be able to find it. But obviously, but like no, you that, said, that makes sense. Um, losing Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, I mean, that's two of your best players on both sides of the ball. It's really going to make an impact. And I think I, I think the Lions, um, I think they they got a good squad. They've improved every year. I think they're going to get the Chiefs to run for their money. Um, but like you said, Nick, I mean, you give Andy Reid four months to prepare for this game. You still have the best player on the planet, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they'll find a way to keep the game close and more than likely probably win. So, mm-hmm. um, but hopefully Kelsey's injury isn't uh, doesn't keep him up for too long. Uh, it's good that it's not an ACL or anything like that, just an hyperextension. So it should be a week-to-week basis injury, not anything too serious. So, but... You just got to hope that it's not something that lingers throughout the season or that would really obviously hurt the Chiefs' chances of obviously re- repeating as Super Bowl champs. But, um, but yeah, obviously, I mean, you want you want your best players on the field. And, I mean, week one is not looking like it's going to happen. Uh, speaking on Chris Jones, when you guys – like, do you guys think – that whole contract situation is going to be resolved eventually, and if so, like, where where do you think like it will be? I, 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 that's the thing. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like this could. I feel like what the Chiefs really need to do, because it seems like they aren't getting anywhere with this, is do something similar to what they did with Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's getting old. Like, don't get me wrong. But I I I don't know I I don't know all the information I'll just be upfront with that but it doesn't seem like anything is like working right now between them like they could throw out a massive deal and it doesn't seem like things are working yeah but on the other hand how many better D tackles are there in well, the league the, than Chris Jones that's like the he thing. he is the best in the league he is the best you're gonna get in that position. Well, and he lines up anywhere. Yeah. It, it's He's it's insane. Incredibly versatile. It's insane. But that's the thing. Like I don't and I and I, mean, I completely agree. The same with, with like Tyreek Hill. And I mean they yeah. shipped him off. We don't know if they can pay him what he wants because of the Mahomes contract. Exactly. exactly. So I think that's the, the big deal. Cause like Tyreek Hill, yeah, he's great and all, but I mean, there are a bunch of great receivers in the NFL, and you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. And, I, I mean, obviously that was the right call getting rid of him considering they won the Super Bowl the year after. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, Chris Jones is the cream of the crop in yeah. terms of D-line. You are not going to get much better than him. Absolutely. So I, I think-, think that they will eventually get a deal done just because Chris Jones is that good. But, yeah, but um, it's going to take a lot. Yeah, it is. I honestly, I could, and honestly, I could see him holding out for a long, long time. Like, I hate to say it, but and the, and I think that's going to hurt him though too, a lot. With him holding out, he's just. I mean, that sets him back even farther too. Yeah, because it's going to take. Let's be real with ourselves. It'll probably. I mean, yeah, they're going to be in shape. They're going to, you know, you get that. But you haven't played basically. You're gonna. It's gonna take at least a month, you'd think, right, to get into the swing of things again. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Cincinnati, go get him real quick. <laughs> that'd be that'd be insane. 
Um, yeah, it's definitely something to monitor, see where, where, I mean, where things stand. As, like you said, Joel, it's not looking like anyone's really budging at the moment. So, but it's really comes down to what Chris Jones values more. Does he value the ability to contend and add to his, uh, add to his Super Bowl rings, or does he value getting paid? So that's really kind of what it comes down to. Is it, what, absolutely, is what what is he what is he looking for? And so I think the Chiefs are obviously trying to accommodate him, but. Like you said, with the, with that Mahomes contract, I mean, I know they've restructured it a couple of times, but still, I mean, he's getting paid so much money, which is well deserved. But that puts a handcuff on what you can do roster building wise. So, and I mean, that's what we saw with Tyreek Hill, and we might see with Chris Jones. They might have no other choice than be like, all right, we're not getting anywhere. Like, we let's just. Do we do a Tyreek flip you, get as many assets as we can, and move mm-hmm. on from there? So, it's really going to be interesting to see what, what goes on with there and with that situation because, I mean, obviously, you had the best player in the, in the world. And do you want to, I mean, you want to obviously win as much as you can with him right now, but it's starting to seem like some of those pieces are starting to kind of fade away, you know, like, Tyreek's gone. They lost a lot of their O line O line um, players this past off season. Um, their receivers are pretty depleted. I mean, it, on that offense, it's really just Kelsey and Holmes. Then on the defense, it's Chris Jones and then a bunch of like young guys in the secondary and stuff. So, I think the Chiefs. I'm not going to say that they're in like trouble, but they very well could be looking vastly different here come next season maybe if they have to move on from Chris Jones and all that stuff. So it's definitely something to monitor to see what yeah. where, where that stands between both of them. But I think I think the Chiefs got um they have some question marks. But obviously they're still preseason ranked number one. They're still Super Bowl contenders. They're still more than likely gonna make the AFC championship. So <laughs> I mean when, when you have Patrick Mahomes on your team, I mean we saw it last year with the amount of like the talent Patrick Mahomes had around him was not great outside of Kelsey, and he willed that team to a Super Bowl. So, if you're a Chiefs fan, I mean, obviously you're worried, but you know, as long as Patrick Mahomes playing, you got a good shot to win anything. You, so. you got it. You've got one of the best shots in the league to make something happen. Yeah. Another thing that I just saw, which I don't know if it's 100% true, but it's a fairly reliable source on Twitter, said that uh, Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, Nick Bosa, and Chris Jones currently have record deal contract extension offers on the table per uh, Diana Russini. Mm. So are we going to get a Joe Burrow contract extension soon? Is Nick Bosa going to end his holdout? Did he Did he already end it? Or is he still, he's still holding out, right? He's still holding out. Speaking of players that need to get paid, Nick Bosa... I don't know how he has not got paid yet. You you talk, I mean, he reigned defensive player of the year. You talk about arguably best player in a position that is incredibly important. Nick Bosa is that guy. Like, I don't know. Look at at what happened when he was out, when he, he tore his ACL, right? Yeah. A couple years ago. Look what happened. I'm pretty sure that year they weren't that good. 
No, they didn't make the playoffs. That whole team got obliterated with injuries, though. Like it was I, not. I, that, that, it was not no. just. That was when they traded up for Trey, right? Yes. Yeah. Which will go down. But that. As one but of that get, I mean, that does. The amount of injuries definitely plays a role. But like, I'm just saying, like when we talk about impactful players, like Nick Bosa is one up there too. Like, there's so many impactful defensive players, especially on the defensive yeah. line. Like you have, it's vitally important that you have a guy like a Nick Bosa on your team. Yeah, this isn't even Ohio State bias at all. No, like oh. he's the rating defensive player of the year. I'm saying it about TJ Watt too, dude. Yeah, TJ Watt's also that guy. Miles Garrett is also Miles that guy. Garrett, Micah Parsons. Yeah, like yeah, these guys, the players like that are a one, like diamonds in incredibly important positions. You pay them no matter what. Yeah. Well, it's not like the running back position where people aren't paying these guys due to like injury concerns and all this stuff. Like defensive yeah, end, like you said, like obviously Nick Bosa's had his injuries, but I mean yeah. last year, fully healthy, one defensive player of the year. I mean, he had how many sacks they have? He had like I think it was like nineteen or something. Yeah, yeah it was like eighteen or nineteen sacks. He was absolutely phenomenal. He was a big reason. And he why was getting pressures left and right. Oh, yeah. He was one of the big reasons why the 49ers have the best defense in the country. And exactly. for them for them to go be going into the season and him still not having a contract extension baffles me. I, I would tell I would just say whatever you want, I'm, I'll give you like you're I mean, and he's still relatively young, too. Yeah, he's 25. Yeah, he's very young. Yeah, so, I mean, I get I get the like injury concern, but. I mean, when he's on the field, he's the best he's a defensive game record. player. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what what the 49ers are doing, but but yeah, I feel like there's a lot of players right now who like are up for contract extensions that we thought were already going to be extended who have not been extended. Like for the Bengals, like obviously like T Higgins and Joe Burrow haven't gotten extended yet. Um, like you, like you said, Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt. Um, Nick Bosa, like some of those guys, yeah, Jefferson. Like, obviously, those guys, those guys are going to get paid. But it's just interesting yeah. that we'll see if they actually like maybe a deal comes through here right before Sunday starts, or if That's they just kind of, just kind of wait till after the season to start getting back in those talks. So I'm hoping yeah, that would get be the. Break. The Burrow and T thing figured out quick, just so we know that. Hey, like, <laughs> that would be that would be amazing. But not that I'm worried that either of them are going to leave, but just to make sure that you know we got everything everything yeah. locked down. So absolutely. All right, should we do some uh, week one predictions? Yeah, let's oh. Is there any 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 other notable notable news that you guys want to talk about? NFL Weiser. I think we covered most everything that's fairly recent. What do you think I mean, about that Trey Lance trade? Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, we missed the Trey Lance trade, but uh, I think that looks really bad on the 49ers. I mean, you give up basically what an equivalent of Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb for a guy who played two has games, played two full games, team. and then you trade him for like a fourth or fifth round pick, whatever it was. Fourth. Like, I, and I, I, yeah, it looks bad on the 49ers. I mean, I can't, you can't really, 
fault Trey Lance because, I mean, he never had a chance, you know? Like, no. He was behind Jimmy G, and we all knew that he needed a year gonna, to, like, you know, yeah. learn. And then he he got in a couple in a couple of he packages. got his opportunity that he got in his he got his opportunity the following season played in a monsoon game against the Chicago Bears and then yeah. his ankle then he absolutely shattered his ankle in the next game so and then and then Brock Purdy comes along and leads him to an NFC championship and then you're kind of like well and then I guess and then Brock um, and Sam Darnold beat him out in camp and then I mean now he's a backup for Dak and and uh, Jerry Dallas just, uh, and Jerry Jones just wanted to get in the media. They weren't oh. talking about. Uh, they weren't. It's been a while since the Cowboys got <laughs> coverage. Yeah, I didn't let understand me, why. Let me Cowboys throw a bag of potato chips at Trey Lance. <laughs> it didn't really make any sense to me, but whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's going to go down as like one of the worst draft night was, trade ever, if not the. I was worst. about ready to say the same. I was about ready to say, say the same. Like, like that, that could very well be to the level of like the Paul Pierce, Jim Garnett, Brooklyn Nets, like yeah. trade. Where that, this that might be trade. the reason the Niners don't win a Super Bowl with this core. Yeah, is that trade yeah. in and of itself? Yeah. So. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Do you guys think Trey Lance is a bust, or can will you not give him that? I tag? I can't give him that because he really hasn't given him. They ha- nobody's given him a chance, but at the same time, it's like, dude, what like what's going on that is causing this? Like again, yeah. I you could draft you could draft a number three overall and lose lose the backup spot. Sam Darnold doesn't look very good. Yeah, I mean, I think it's unfair to call him a bust, but I mean, I think I'm gonna call him that until he proves otherwise. Because, yeah. like, I mean, Michael Thomas has played more football over the past three seasons than Trey Lance has. So, it's it's not even – it's just that's, – just, that's just a fact. And um, and I'm not – yeah, Michael, Michael Thomas gets clowned on for being injured all the time. Slam boy. So, um, yeah, slam boy. <laughs> um, but I, mean, it, I think it's unfair to call him a bust, but I think you have to call him that. Yeah. So far, unfortunately, I mean, Markel Fultz has been injured in the NBA for a while, and people still call him a bust. That's true. So, yeah, he's actually getting some playing. He is getting some playing time. He is, but yeah, I mean, and like Trey Lance isn't going to get a chance in Dallas because you have Cooper Rush and you have Dak. So, like, yeah, I, I don't really. Know. I mean, he's not going to. I mean, unless they're thinking of trading Dak, which I don't think they are. Then unless I, Dak I, doesn't I, perform this year, yeah, I think they. I think Jerry Jones is like, well, if you're just gonna throw him away, we might as well take him. You know. Well, so. what if he's also doing it as a pawn, like to get Dak Prescott motivated too? Also, could be a thing. Like speaking of trades, um, what do you guys think of Isaiah Simmons getting traded for his seventh round pick? That's so funny. That's so funny. When I said that the Cardinals were going to be the worst team in the league, bar none, unless Kyler Murray plays, because I don't think Kyler Murray is going to play at all this year, I that's what I'm talking about. Because Isaiah Simmons, their defense still is not great, but Isaiah Simmons is one of your best defensive players. 
you drafted him in the top 10 a few years back, and you traded him for a seventh rounder. A, a seventh round pick. The Giants got a freaking steal. Like, I get he hasn't lived up to expectations, but a seventh rounder? Like, you're just, you're openly tanking at that point. They like, are. It's... They are tanking for Caleb Williams. That is what is happening. Dude, and I've seen, a, I saw a video. Their coach could not motivate me to eat a bag of chips. Oh, Jonathan Gannon? Yeah, I saw no. that. <laughs> no. He could not motivate me to get up off this bed right now and walk to the kid a bag of chips. Yeah, they're going to be awful. <laughs> Maybe when Texas, they were going to go 0-17, he was correct. I, I doubt they go 0-17. Yeah. I don't They'll think win it, one game. If the 2016 Browns won a game, the this Cardinals team will find a way to win a game. At yeah. least one. Yeah. But I mean, I think for me personally, like, I think that they're going to be just a team to like watch, not watch, but like just like look and see like what they do. Because I mean, like, do they play Kyler Murray? Like, and if they do play Kyler Murray and they still get the number one pick, like, do you trade, do they trade Kyler Murray? Like, there's a lot of, I mean, obviously the team's horrible right now, but they have two first yeah. round picks this year. They have a quarterback who's, who's young and, when healthy is a top ten quarterback in the league, so you, you like there's a lot of moving pieces that could happen, and this Cardinals team could get real interesting here come next season when they have guys like potentially Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, along with whoever they get with that Texans pick, or how bad the Texans will be. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. But as of this year, it's going to be very painful to watch the Cardinals. I'm sorry for Arizona fans. Yeah, it's going to be bad. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some predictions. We'll start off with the Thursday night game. We talked about this a little bit. Lions-Chiefs, what do you guys think is going to be the outcome for that one? Honestly, personally, I'm going to go with this. You guys can think I'm crazy. With the Kelsey news, and especially if he does not play, I'm going with the Lions. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we need to. We kind of discussed this game with the, the Kelsey injury. Um, yeah. I I just think they gave. I think if they played this game in mid November, I would take the Lions. But with the, the amount of time Andy Reid's had to prepare for this game, I think that they'll make a few more plays than the Lions will. So I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. I'm going to take the Chiefs as well, but it's going to be a close. It's going to be a close game, good battle, and I think mm-hmm. this obviously without Kelsey and Chris Jones is really going to hurt them. All right, that's the next relevant <laughs> game of this weekend. Um, I guess we can do the Bengals and the Browns. This game is one that I feel it's a big prove-it game, I guess, so to say. See what what's the what are the Browns going to be? I think they're one of the underappreciated teams heading into this season. With that defense the way it is, and if Deshaun Watson can bring back even an ounce of like what he used to be able to do a couple of years back, I think that could be scary for the AFC North. However, you know I can't pick the Browns to go over the Bengals, so I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I hope right. I think Burrow's gonna take care of it and it's looking like he's going to play. So that's it good. is looking like he's going to play. So um, as long as they can keep him upright, we'll be okay. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think you all know the. I think you all have known the way I'm leaning in this game for <laughs> a few months now. Um, I'm gonna take the Browns in this one. Yeah. Um, the Bengals can't sweep the Browns uh, for whatever reason. Um, and whenever Miles Garrett plays the Bengals, he turns into Prime Lawrence Taylor. Um, <laughs> combine that with Joe Joe Burrow once again not having an off season. Really, with with the team, well, they have Zadarius Smith too. Yeah, Zadarius Smith flanking the other side. That defense is obviously loaded with talent. Um, Deshaun Watson with a full off season with that with that team. I'm I'm gonna take the Browns in this game. Uh, I think the Bengals the past couple of years have always started a little slow and then kind of get it going middle of, of the year and yep. ride that into January. Um, but yeah, I think the I think the Bengals will get off to a, a slower start again this year. I really do think I really do think this Browns team's underappreciated. Yeah. Browns They're team's really over, good. They have a really good roster. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I know we didn't with our predictions. We didn't really say it or seem like we did, but I, I really do. I think this is one of the more underappreciated teams. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as it pains me to say, I do think the Browns are going to win. Um, just because, like uh, like Nick said, um, the Bengals usually start off slow. And with yeah. Joe Burrow, obviously, practicing all this week and uh, more than likely being able to play. Um, I mean, we saw last year, week one, he struggled a lot. But then he picks it up and becomes like an MVP caliber player. So he could just come out guns blazing, which would be awesome. But just... I, th- I think it's going to take him at least a game to kind of get back in the swing of things. And like you said, with it's in Cleveland, which is um, also something. Um, and then, I mean, you got Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith, who are nasty on the edge. And like you said, Nick, Miles Garrett just becomes prime Lawrence Taylor against the Bengals every year. So, uh, but I think it's going to be, <laughs> yeah, but I think it's going to be a close game. Um, but I think I think the Browns are gonna take this one. But then I think the Bengals. I mean, I think they're gonna. I think they're they're gonna bounce back, and I think I mean they're gonna they're gonna be a great team. And I like the Browns. I think I think they're also gonna be a sneaky good team. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we see multiple teams in this division maybe squeaking to the playoffs. So, but yeah, I think I think the Bengals are gonna lose this one. But um, you know, our friend Zach's gonna be. Uh, Freaking out! He's gonna be. He's gonna be fuming. He's gonna be fuming by you guys. Yeah. Well, if they lose, he's gonna be like, "Dude, we're." He's gonna flip out too. But he's gonna flip out and say, "We're." (laughs) He's gonna flip out and say, "This is gonna be the worst season that they've ever had." Yep, like he did last year. Like Joe Burrow. That was so funny. Through two through two weeks, he was like, "This team's not even gonna win. They're not even gonna go five hundred. This offense was the worst I've ever seen." I'm like. Their offensive line is bad, but they lost both games off of game-winning field goals. Like, yeah. no kidding, dude. Give, I think, give I think them it's some be, time. Yeah, I think it's going to be something like that where it comes down to like a field goal, and Zach's going to overreact about it, and we're, me and Joel are going to have to listen to it. But <laughs> we're going to have to listen to it hardcore. Uh, you know, if yeah. the Bengals lose this week, I'm going to be all over him. I'm you, going to you be. Need to. I'm going to be well, instigating the that Jags. So the Jags are going to annihilate the Colts, Nick. So they, we'll, we'll get we'll talk about that in a, a bit. Okay, we don't got to talk <laughs> about that right now. Speaking of which, yeah, we might as well just go right into that game. I guess. 
Um, I don't, I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time on this game. Uh, the Colts haven't won a week one game in a decade. The Jags are clearly the best team in this division. The Jags are going to win. They're going to win handily. Um, so, where's yeah. this again? It's in Indy. It doesn't matter. It, it, it this doesn't. Colts team is not good. <laughs> so, as much it's, they're not, as much as it hurts me to say that, they're not good. Should I be different? Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm going with the Jags. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see what happens with Anthony Richardson, though. The Colts will be an interesting team to watch, but they're not going to be good. So I'm I'm very interested to see how they play. Yeah, I want to see how. Yeah, no, play. no, Jonathan Taylor either. Like, it's going to be a rough one in Indy this week. Michael Pittman, Michael Pittman needs to have a week for me, please. Michael Pittman legacy game. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Evan. Yeah. Uh, the Jags are going to destroy them. Uh, <laughs> not really much. Sorry, Jags. Sorry, Jags. Nick, when did you get when did you get your jersey in? It came on Sunday. I bought it. Uh, I think it was Thursday night. Um, as I was watching the Utah Florida pregame before it blacked out, because yeah, consumer, whatever. Um, but I ordered it Thursday night, and they said it was going to come today, and it was here on Sunday when I got off work, and I was like, oh, this is this is. Sick. Um, nice. but yeah, nice, sweet, very nice. Um, well, future NFL what? MVP Anthony Richardson. <laughs> that would be awesome. That'd be nuts. Um, all right, next game we should uh, is the 49ers and the Steelers. I think this that one could be... be the upset. I think Pittsburgh could beat them. I, and I think it could be because, I mean, obviously you know how that defense is going to play. Um, Brock Purdy coming off injury. Um, not m- unsure about what's going to happen. I think – I honestly – I'm going to pick Steelers in this one. I think Steelers in Pittsburgh, I think they'll take care of business. I, I think Kenny Pickett's going to – with w- an extra year of understanding and knowing what to do with the ball, I think that – it's going to help him a ton. I think George Pickens could make that step this year. And I also am a fanboy of Deontay Johnson on that offense. Um, but TJ Watt's going to be a, I think T, the TJ Watt Trent Williams matchup is going to be nuts. That's going to be fun. I'm going to go uh, Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. You, you talk about underappreciated teams. Um <laughs> It would not shock me at all if the Steelers found their way into that six or seven seed come come playoff time. Um, their defense is great. Obviously, TJ Watt, one of the best defensive players in the league, um, the former defensive player of the year. Um, they have stars throughout most of that defense. Um, I do think Kenny Pickett will improve. I think he's going to be better this year. I don't think this is a great game to show it off. Um, the Niners' defense is also really good. Um, so for that reason, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna roll with the Niners mm. in this game. I think they're just better at all the positions that Pittsburgh is good at. Yeah. Um, apart from maybe quarterback, and even that's kind of like a toss-up because Brock Purdy was playing well. Is he playing this this yeah. week? Okay. 
I didn't know if he was like fully recovered from his UCL injury yet or not. Yep, he's playing. Yep, he's we'll been practicing for a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go with 49ers as well, but I think it's gonna be a grinded out game. Um, like, um, like you said, Nick. I think obviously, like, I think Kenny Pickett's going to be better this year. I think he's gonna take a big leap, but I don't think this is gonna be the game to show it off. I do think because Nick Bosa is more than likely not going to play, right? Not this week, no. Yeah. So with Nick Bosa not playing, um, could help the Steelers' case, but I mean, that defense still is one of the best. And then you got guys. I mean, you still on the other side. I mean, you got CMC, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel, and like so. George, but we'll see what. Um, and George Kittle, yeah. But we'll see what uh, Brock Purdy does. We'll see how he, if he's even able to, like, how, how that UCL injury actually really affects him. So that'll be interesting to see. But I think the 49ers are going to win this one. But I think it's going to be a lot tougher than people think. I think it's going to be a grinded out game. And I mean, yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a, a good, a good one for sure. I love how basically every game I've been the oddball. <laughs> yeah, apart yeah. from the Jags Colts game so far. But yeah. <laughs> You know, hey, it's prediction, it man. Is what it is. No, I'm not mad oh. at it. I, I like them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cardinals, Commanders. I'm just kidding. Um. Uh, Commanders. Wait, we yeah, Commanders. Commanders, hundred percent. Yeah, we don't need. To um, talk about Sam that. Howell is about to tear it up this year. Dude, I'm excited for Sam Howell. Big fan. This will, this will be one of the Commanders' three wins they get on the year. <laughs> All right, do we want to talk about Texans, Ravens, Titans, Saints, or Panthers, Falcons? We can say who we think, and Bucks, Vikings. Yeah. yeah that's, we can just say who's going to win these games. Okay. Start with Texans, Ravens. I think, I think there's – I'm very intrigued for this game. Um, of course, you know, C.J. Stroud, um, first game. I don't think he's going to win, though. Um, I'm very interested to see what this new Ravens offense looks like, though. Um, I think Lamar could have a very unreal year this year. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm like I said, I'm just intrigued by the by the offense and what it can look like. So, I'm going Ravens, of course, in this one. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm also going to go with the Ravens. Um, I think Lamar could have his best season since his MVP year with a change in offensive coordinator and some actual receivers. Um, so that's about it. The Texans still aren't good. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how C.J. Stroud plays this week. Yep. Is yep. John Mechie playing? I think so. Yes. So uh, I'm also going to go Ravens um, for all the reasons you guys said. So, yeah. <laughs> um, we agree too. Yep. Bucks Vikings. This one should be not too difficult. Give me the Bucks. I'm just kidding. Give me the Vikings. Uh and who cares? There's always one game this week that it's like the outcome is not what you expected. I'll take the Buccaneers in this game. <laughs> just because I have a feeling that they're gonna win. You know, I have that same feeling. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I don't think that um the Vikings uh, I don't think the Vikings can stop the run. Yeah, there's always one outcome per week that it's like, how did this happen? And I'll yeah. take 
this one as it. I'll take the Bucks to win this game. There you go. I'm going to go with uh, Big Kirko and go with the Vikings. <laughs> Big so, Kirko. Um, Baker Mayfield's the quarterback. I think he's. I don't think he's going to do much. But I do think that, um, like you said, the uh, the run game is going to be real good for. I think Rashad White's going to have a great game. So, got to get him mm-hmm. in fantasy. I got a debate on whether to start him in fantasy or not. One of my leagues. I'm starting. You know, I want to get him. Uh, it's really unfortunate we're at this point in the year where I got to make decisions like that. But it's week one, yeah. man. What a, what a shame. It is what it is. <laughs> All right, Titans Saints. Ooh, this one's actually a lot closer than what I would think. Um, battle of mid. Battle of mid. Yeah, this is, this um, is battle of mid. I'm taking the quarterback in this one. I'm taking Derek Carr and the Saints. I think I'll also take Derek Carr and the Saints in the Superdome. I just think I with the weapons, I think Olave is due for an amazing yeah. Olave is a beast. Oh, yeah. I'll also take the Saints. I did a sleeper draft today because I have a fantasy draft later tonight, and mm-hmm. I drafted Gary Wilson and Chris Olave on my team. So I got the Ohio State really? receivers back. Yeah, you just need Justin but, Fields as your quarterback, and you just you would have guess just, what? He was and, my and he was your he was Justin Fields was my quarterback. Please tell me you got Smith and Jigba too. Um, I think I. I think I think I got him in another mock, but I don't think I got him. That would have been mock. hilarious. Imagine the I band back together again. Just get all the Dude, we're getting the band back together. And honestly, like that could be my wide receiver one, two, and three of the entire year, and I wouldn't be mad. At yeah, all. that's true. So. Except JSN's. You yeah, know. JSN's not going to play for the first couple that's games. True. I don't think. That's true because he had wrist surgery. Yes. Um. All right, Panthers Falcons. This one should be a fun one. The this game of, could be interesting. Of the offensive year, people. Bijan and Bryce, uh, Bryce. I am very intrigued by this one. Um, I I love the Panthers' defense. Brian Burns is a freak. Jeremy Chin's a freak. Their perimeter guys, J.C. Horn's a freak as well. But I think I'm oh, going to oh. go Atlanta, and I think Bijan's going to show why he got taken so high. I think that team. I think. Atlanta. I, I mean, I have Atlanta winning the uh, South, which doesn't say much, but I think Atlanta is going to take care of business in the week one. Yeah. Um, I have the Panthers winning the South, but I'm also going to take Atlanta in, in this game. They have some really good weapons in Bijan, uh, Tyler they, Algier, Cordero Patterson, Drake London. If they decide to use Kyle Pitts, he's a freak too. I was gonna say, um, how how are you gonna list Cordero Patterson before Drake London and No, no I Patterson? just I just went running backs and then the receivers. <laughs> That's just how I went about it. Um, but they have really like their receiving core, their skill position players are pretty pretty good. They're like pretty nasty. Yeah, they're pretty good. They could be a disgusting group here this season. Um, which is why I'm gonna take the Falcons at home in this game. Yeah, I'm also going to go to the Falcons. I think Bijan's going to have an absolute um, masterful game. Uh, he's going to get like 20 carries, 20 plus carries, because Desmond Ritter can't throw the ball. 
and Arthur Smith likes to run the ball. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of thinking I have, I, I'll be watching that game. I think it'll be fun. But um, I got the, the Vikings, or not the Vikings, what the heck, the Falcons. All right, moving on to the 4 o'clock games. We got the um, the headliner, Dolphins Chargers. Ooh, I like this, this game. The, is yeah. this the game this, of the week? I think this is my game of the week, not because I think it's the best matchup, but when I was doing my season predictions, the last like the last wild card spot in this conference came down to this game. Yeah, like it might not seem like it right now, but come week seventeen or eighteen, when you're looking at playoff scenarios, the big thing might be who wins this game. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So who you think you're, who are you taking here? Nick? I well, I mean, I have the Chargers making the playoffs and the Dolphins missing, so I'm gonna take the Chargers in this game. Nice. At home. I think I'm I'm gonna go with this game. I think I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I, I'm going to tr- put the trust in that defense that they have. Again, I mean, I know it's the Chargers, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And I think Tua with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle is going to be enough to get to do a lot because I'm not impressed with the Chargers' defense whatsoever. Um, I think I think Dolphins take care of this one. I am also going to go with the Dolphins. I think Tua is going to have a good game. I think Tyree Kelch and Waddle are going to get theirs. But I think it's going to come down to that defense with, obviously, with Bradley Chubb. And then the, the, you got a good um, good linebacking core. Um, obviously, you got Jalen they don't Phillips, have, too. Yeah, Jalen Phillips. And, I mean, Jalen Ramsey's not going to play, obviously. But And I, th- I feel like the Chargers are also one of those teams that they usually start off slow. And they kind of pick up pace towards the end of the season. So I got the Dolphins in the But it's going to be a good game. That's going to be a great game. All right. Next up on the on the docket, we got it. We got the Raiders and the Broncos. This is the real headliner for the for the 425 slate. Let me tell you what. The AFC I, West. I can't wait to not watch a single second of this game. <laughs> Give me the Broncos. The Broncos are going to beat the Raiders by a lot. Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah. I, I think the Raiders are like – I think they're the worst team in the AFC for me this year. Um, yeah. And I think the Broncos will oh. be improved with Sean You think Payton. they're going to be worse than your Colts, Nick? I do. I have I – have, yeah, I have the Colts beating them in week – Whatever it is late in the year at home, and that's the difference between them two. Um, but yeah, yeah, I have yeah. the Raiders losing, the Broncos are gonna destroy them. I mean, I have the Broncos, uh, I have the Broncos going to in the playoffs, so I, of yeah, course, I think you kind of have to pick the Broncos here. I love, I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm, I'm high on them this year, man. I was high on them last year. I was also high on them last year, but it also Nathaniel Hackett kind of messed that up. Yeah. All right, Eagles Patriots. This one should be. Um, I think this one's a. Li- I think this matchup's actually intriguing with it being in Foxborough. 
That's true. But I, I, I can't pick against the Eagles in this one. I think the Eagles are going to take care of business. I think you got so much talent. I, I There is a bunch of pieces that are going to be different on that defensive side of the ball. But, I mean, when you bring in Georgia, the Georgia Eagles, it's kind of it, – that does help matters. But I'm going to go with the Eagles. Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Eagles as well. That team is uh, loaded. <laughs> um, and there's only so much Bill Belichick is going to be able to do yep. uh, against the offense that they have. Mac Jones is – I don't think he's going to be able to move the ball that we well. Know against, Zach. We, all know yeah, we all know how Zach feels about Mac Jones. I'm not – I'm not that low on them, but no. I mean, I don't think the Patriots are going to be able to do much against the Eagles this game. So, yeah, yeah. I also the have the Eagles well. winning. Also, the Eagles. Um, but I think it's just going to be interesting to see how Bill O'Brien runs that uh, Patriots offense because obviously Matt Patricia was the OC last year and that didn't end well. But so it'll be interesting yeah. to see how Bill O'Brien runs that offense. But I mean, the Eagles are just the better football team. So. Uh, and I'm in, interested to see how new coaching and actually having a capable coach helps Mac Jones this year. Yes. Packers Bears, Joel. I know this was a game you were liking. I love this matchup so much. Um, Jordan Love, we don't know about him. Justin Fields expected to take that big step this year, and you know my my butt is riding the Bears train. I'm taking the Bears in this one. I think they made so many good moves this offseason. Bringing in your wide receiver one, I think Justin Fields is due for a great year. Going to start off on the right foot. Give me Justin Fields and the Bears. Um, This game is... The more that I think about this game, the more I want to pay attention to it. I Yeah. Because, um, like, at first, you look at the schedule and it's like, eh, Packers, Bears, how good are both these teams going to be? But then it's like, like you said, they added DJ Moore. Uh, we don't know. We don't know about Jordan Love. He's still a pretty big unknown for this team. Um, He's been a young talent in these, this game. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Packers, though. Um, I think they have the better head coach in uh, what I'm drawing a blank right now. Matt Lafleur, that's his name. Matt Lafleur. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they have a much better head coach than Matt Lafleur. Um, I think their run game is going to work wonders with Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, like it usually does. Um, and I think if Jordan Love can be enough of a game manager to not uh, put the game in harm's way, I think the Packers will do enough to get this to get it done. Yeah, fair enough. Joel, I'm going to go with the Bears. I'm be on your side. Oh. Um, I think, like you said, the Bears made a lot of changes, especially on the defensive side of the ball, bringing in um, Edwards and Edmonds. So um, their linebackers are good, and you got—I mean, you got Justin Fields as wide receiver one. They they upgraded the offensive line a bit. So I think I think the Bears are going to be uh, good, and I think it's going to—we're going to see. I'm very interested to see how Jordan Love plays off the bat uh, yeah. with him, Christian Watson, obviously you got um, Aaron Jones, all those guys. But I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, but I got the the Bears edging it out. I think I think um, I think Justin Fields is going to run run pretty well and we'll see how the dj Moore justin fields connection goes joel i know you're hoping that it goes pretty well Dude, this I'm, week i'm high on that matchup man do you have dj Moore in this league or no in our league yeah i have dj Moore. yeah he's got justin. the justin fields dj Moore stat. my my dad drafted dj Moore as his wide receiver too 
in really? one of these leagues. He said his running backs are really good. I think okay. he's got like Bijan and a couple other guys. But I was like, DJ. Moore. He also had Jamar Chase as wide receiver one. Oh, so, so I mean, he got Bijan and Jamar. Uh, I think so. He plays in a bad league. It's with the people at his work. Um, but I was like, you better hope. I was like, you better hope Justin Fields learned how to throw a football. Or, Can I be in this league, yeah. please? No, I wanted to be in this league, but I don't work there. So yeah. it's a real yeah. shame. But I was like, you better learn. You better hope Justin Fields learn how to throw a football at the yeah. NFL level. Otherwise, that DJ Moore pick is not going to be Dude. too great. He's my wide receiver yeah. three in that league, so I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. Plus Drake London's my wide receiver four, so Oh, you're chilling on receivers. <laughs> you're A okay. Oh. Amen. Uh before we move on to the next game. Um <clears throat> the Duke professor said no to the extension for the quarterback. Oh, what? <laughs> they said no. <laughs> what terrible professor. He just he rejected gave that the... he gave that entire campus something to celebrate for the whole year until basketball season and you're not going to help him out this one time that's unbelievable so exciting congratulations to you and all your teammates but you know wesley williams and the other linemen who were in the class they said they prepared ahead and did it ahead of time so why didn't the quarterback <laughs> no extension no extension just because you're the hey, quarterback, you think you get special privilege? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to the topic at hand. We got the Rams Seahawks next. Oh, wait, did I give a Packers? I did. I did. I did. You did yeah, Bears. I said Bears. No um, Bears. Rams. Where's this one? Where's this game at? It's in Seattle. Seattle. Seahawks. This is easy. Um, I'm going Seattle. Yeah, I'll I'll roll with the Seahawks in this game too. I think that um, I don't think Geno's going to have near as good a year as last year. I'm t- I'm saying that straight up. I don't think it's sustainable. But Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, two headed monster in your backfield. Their defense has made some steps. I I think they're on the right track. But um, and it's also the Rams. The Rams have the worst offensive line in the league in my opinion it's awful sorry my mom just my mom just walked into my room uh next guy is colt's blanket now yeah i got my colt's blanket baby i don't know why this room's gonna be decked out in a couple days i tell you what man (laughs) next podcast gonna be all Next next podcast baby but i'm going with the seahawks yeah. Seahawks, Nick. Uh, I'm going with the Seahawks as well. No, I don't think the Rams are going to have Cooper Cup for this game either. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And Van I, Jefferson, wide receiver one. Yeah, Van Jefferson, baby. Uh, and the the at at Seattle, uh, I just think the Seahawks are a better team. The yeah. Rams are kind of in a rebuilding mode. Um. So yeah, I'll go with Seattle. It's it's, it's and it's hard it's hard to win in Seattle. Let's be real with ourselves. Seattle is one of the toughest places to play. Yeah. One of the tougher ones to play. I mean. Uh, RIP Cooper Cup managers for this week. Um, (laughs) But I got the Seahawks winning um, in Seattle. Um, I think they have a better better team. Um, I think Kenneth Walker is going to have a good game. I think Chino is going to do decent. So, 
I think it's going to be. I think it's Seahawks going to take it. All right, last game on the Sunday slate, we got the Cowboys and the Giants, NFC East rival. I'm actually intrigued by this, and it's in it's in uh it's it's in, in New Jersey, New Jersey. Um, I'm gonna take the Cowboys. Um, I think that. I, I, I trust Dak more, and I feel like, yes, there's been so much pressure on him this offseason to cut down on the turnovers, things like that. Um, and I think Pollard's going to help out with that. And the defense, and I, I, I have preached this defense up and down so much. I think that this defense is one of the best. You got uh, Dan Quinn as the uh, DC. He knows what he's doing. Um but I think CeeDee Lamb could have a pretty good game. Uh, CeeDee Lamb and Tony Pollard could have pretty legit games to, uh, on Sunday, that Sunday night game. Uh, I think Saquon could have a decent game, but I don't think Danny Dimes is going to do enough to help carry that load and um, beat Dallas. So I'm going Dallas. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Cowboys as well. I think the Giants are going to come back down to earth a little bit yeah. this season. Um, I don't think Daniel Jones is good, uh, even though they just gave him a contract extension. Um, and I, this is a, this is off topic because I do think the Cowboys hype this year is warranted. But it seems like every other year they are the opening game on Sunday Night Football. It does. It seems like every year, or every other year, they are unless like, it's like some unreal game that you yeah. Can't- like you can't, yeah. But they have schedule that you can't pass up. But it seems like in these games where there's not a clear like headlining matchup outside of Bills Jets, we'll talk about in a second. Um, there's not a clear like headliner. They just throw the Cowboys on, because yeah, and it's it's, team. it's annoying. Um, but yeah, I'll go with the Cowboys in this game as well. Yeah, they force us to watch Cowboys football. Yeah. But- Force it right down our throats. Yeah, but I'm going to have the Cowboys win in this one. I think <laughs> I, I agree with you, Nick. I think the Giants are going to come back to earth a little bit. I really like C.D. Lamb. I love Tony Pollard. They still got Micah Parsons. That defense still won very good. So I think the Cowboys are going to take take this one pretty handily. Trayvon, right, now got D- Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, I forgot about Trayvon Diggs. Um, all right, now we got probably the biggest game of the week, Monday night. Bills, Jets. I just yeah. hope I can actually watch this game. <laughs> yeah, if if I if I don't have ESPN back by Saturday for whatever reason, I will have it back by Monday to watch this game. I will not be missing this game. You will find me glued to the TV screen. Amen. Amen to that, dude. This game is going to be nuts. Um. Two defenses that are stellar. Um, new look offense with Aaron Rodgers at the helm for the Jets. Plus, you're going against Josh Allen, the top three quarterback in the league. Um, but hear me out, ladies and gents. I'm going with the J-E-T-S Jets, baby. Give me the Jets. Um, I think this right. game is so tight. Uh, so I flipped a coin. Um. And it landed on heads, so I'm going to take the Bills Uh-oh. in this game. Um, 
I mean, th- this game can go either way. Uh, the Jets, I mean, obviously adding Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't. We don't know if it's all going to be like there in Week One, and I kind of know what I'm getting with the Bills, which is why I flipped the coin because it was so close for me. So I guess I'll roll with the Bills this game. If it's wrong, yeah, blame the piece of metal. Is what it is. <laughs> blame the piece of metal. I will not take responsibility for getting this game wrong, but I will <laughs> right. take responsibility for getting it right if the Bills win. Yeah, makes sense. Joel, yeah. Joel, your takes suck. <laughs> this one's a tough one. Two it's really tough. in the AFC East. You could do yeah, what I did. Yeah, I'm gonna make a um, a uh, educated guess. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you got like a whole new team for the Jets. You got Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson's getting hyped up a lot. You got Brees Hall's playing, correct? Or no? I think so. I don't know. Uh, that I would have to do more research on that. Him and Dalvin Cook, I, I don't know if both of them are playing or one of them, I can't remember. But and obviously, that defense is really good. And then you got the Bills on the other side who also have a good defense. With no Von Miller, and then you have obviously Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Um, I think this one's going to be an absolute shootout. I think it's going to be hands down the best game we see. But um, I'm going to have to lean the Bills way just because I feel like it's going to take. Roll with the coin. I feel like it's going to take a sec for the just the Jets to you know kind of mesh. Um, even though I think the Jets are going to be very good, but the Bills already got that. You know, chemistry down and stuff, but it is going to be in New Jersey, which is interesting. But um, I mean, not very, not really that much of a road trip for the Bills. So, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if after this game, um, people will be like, "Oh, we were too high on the Jets," just because that's what the media likes to do. But I think the Jets and the Bills are both great teams, and I think the Bills are going to take this one. But I can see the Jets taking the Bills game later on, possibly. Hall did not participate in Monday's practice. Gotcha. I knew who was questioning. And this was this morning at 9.30. So he's still questioning. Yes. And I think Cook will get the majority of the touches in these first couple weeks, especially the short yardage and change of pace back. So. Yeah, I would agree. All right. Well, those are week one predictions. Football's getting full swing now. It's I'm a excited. great time to be alive. Um, we are going to be doing weekly recaps, reviews, and predictions. After each week of the NFL, um, every Tuesday we're going to record, and they'll be up on Wednesday. So every Wednesday you'll get an episode from us talking about each week some headlines to look into for – the upcoming week, our thoughts on the week before and some predictions. So kind of how we structured it today. But yeah, should be should be a good NFL season. We're excited. And um, maybe throw in some uh, college ball in there too. Yeah. If there's yeah, any maybe other some big college headlines, ball. we'll probably touch on them too. But yeah, yeah, if you like it becomes notable. Yeah, if you like it, subscribe, you know, hit the like button, share it with your friends, your family, whoever likes football. Um Trying to hit 100 subs, we're pretty close. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we get Weaver on the next one. <laughs> That's real. Yes. 
We will get. We will, will be back. Hopefully, he will be back. He couldn't make. He couldn't be with us today because he is busy. But it'll be us four every week on Tuesdays. So, um, yeah, uh, it's gonna wrap it up for us today. Um, hope you all enjoyed. If you did, do what Nick just said. And yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.